Welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit? With special guest, Molly Sanchez. Hello and welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, the podcast where we uh, we take a really hard look at the classic film Who Framed Roger Rabbit one minute at a time. I am Annie McMullen, and as always, I am here with Chris Blair. Hello. And returning uh, from our last minute is our guest, Molly Sanchez, comedian, writer. Uh, welcome, Molly. Hi, thank you for having me back. Yeah, we're really excited. So today we are going into minute 20. Chris, uh, what do we have in store for us? Well, we got an exciting minute here. Uh, it begins with Jessica singing and ends with Jessica singing. <laughs> <laughs> Action packed. Uh, specifically, it begins with Jessica singing, you had prepared 20 years ago and ends with her circling around Eddie. The men in this club have no self-control. <laughs> Like, no, not at all. This is, they are just, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Googling is not the right word. Uh, Googling. Googling. I think it's somewhere in the realm of like, (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this kick that Jessica lays on this one guy, pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yes. I I mean, I honestly wish she did more kicking. (laughs) (laughs) Given the men's behavior yeah it is it's it's it feels like being inside of a strip club here where it's just there's gross energy emanating from (laughs) every guy Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There is not really one guy. I mean, Eddie's exhibiting primarily shock. Yeah. Which I think is like a saving grace of this minute is like that Eddie there is ogling, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of just sort of disbelief. Yeah, but this was also the first time I noticed that when she approaches him and the first time she puts her face near him, he like gears up to kiss her and she pulls away just in time. But I was really surprised to see Valiant go for it like that. <laughs> I thought it was very Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. I got like a mode like he's like, I'm not gonna kiss her, but if she tries to kiss me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop yeah. it. I'll just prep I'll just prep the prep the area <laughs> just in case. I'm gonna let her go ninety percent in and I'll do the other ten percent. Uh, maybe it's my, just contrast that I'm yeah. like he's the least creepy man in this. <laughs> well yeah, I I think he is for sure. I think he one, he's surprised that she's a attractive and not a rabbit. Not not that mm-hmm. rabbits can't be attractive. I don't wanna <laughs> don't want to hurt anybody's feelings out there and um that also that he's attracted to a tune i think is really surprising him as well this is shaking him to his core like Mm -hmm. and he he maintains that like and i relate (laughs) (laughs) well wait let's get it let's dig into this a little bit you know i mean it maybe isn't specifically about this minute but i think it's culturally relevant in today's you know social landscape like i i personally am not a i'm not an attracted to cartoons but i you know have found out recently that like a lot of people are well annie this is actually a perfect segue into a little segment we call hypothetical (laughs) thursday hypothetical thursday join it on the fun 
hypothetical Thursday is when I pose a question and viewers, you tell us the answer on our Facebook page and we'll read some of our favorites aloud the following week. Last week I asked the question, what two tunes would you love to see fight each other? David said, Brain and Korra Commander, they both want to take over the world and both fail every time. Alice said, Jessica Rabbit and Lola Bunny, perfect. And Gary Nelson said, Woody Woodpecker versus Bugs Bunny. The question this week that we're going to get into is the question, have you ever had a crush on a cartoon character? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I yes. All this right. one. <laughs> Jessica yeah. Rabbit. Wow. Okay. Well, I think what we see with this, so this came out in 1988. Um, the cartoon Cool World comes out in like 1990 mm. and that was like a way more explicitly like sex cartoon like for adults um, but I do think that Jessica Rabbit kind of paved the way for this sort of wave of animation because the next year the next year after this comes out Little Mermaid comes out and I feel like that was another thing for me where I can remember specific scenes being like uh oh something feels different in me now that I'm mm -hmm. looking at what it's like the very like split second between Ariel's being a mermaid and turning into a human I'm like oh dear okay as so a, as a child anyway so <laughs> I think that like and then if you look on beyond that like the golden age of Disney stuff you know you got your jasmines in the red bikinis you got your Esmeraldas your Pocahontas's you got up until like Mrs. Incredible's dummy thick dump truck but there's a couple of years where we were animating women this way in Disney movies, and I would be lying if I said it didn't have some kind of effect on me as a kid watching this, especially as a kid who like wasn't allowed to watch actually racy things. So I just kind of filled in the blanks watching <laughs> stuff like this. And it, it kind of makes me wonder, as we're becoming more conscious of stuff like this like what are the kids thinking is horny these days because they they're gonna i know they're gonna be horny but they're just gonna have to fill in the gaps way different ways oh i think they have all the options of the world <laughs> there's an unlimited amount of horniness uh, available to them they have so much more access to horny than we do um i i was not ever attracted to cartoons at least not that i remember like it certainly wasn't any kind of like formative thing for me um you know i'm like mostly straight unfortunately uh yeah. and i really wish i wasn't like recently i'm like i changed that feel, about though. myself <laughs> I know how is that something i i mean i never think anyone else can change it like i you know it's not that's not my belief system but i'm like if i really try can i can i change it um because i do i love women you know i think they're just amazing and whatever but i'm not unfortunately really that attracted to them except rihanna i would marry rihanna but <laughs> no so so the thing you know we're talking about the female characters and cartoons when we were growing up were hypersexualized, and sometimes the disney princes were kind of like sexy but they were always sexy like men and like as a kid i didn't i liked like uh you know zach morris like a like <laughs> a kid looking guy uh -huh. you know like a baby face and like that, that wasn't sense. what disney princes looked like disney princes looked like my dad except you know? from the uh, uh sword in the stone 
he's a little baby, yeah. No one's getting horny from Sword in the Stone. <laughs> no, I, I admit, even me, like, number one baby horn dog was not, couldn't find any material in Sword of the Stone. Number one baby horn dog. That was me. <laughs> Um, um, no, well, I just I wasn't. What you're saying, I wasn't into, but I have heard like a lot of people, a lot of women, uh, were like real boned up for Simba. Ew, for yeah, Simba, I which I can't, I can't wrap that. my head around at all. <laughs> I, I can see how it can happen, sorta, kinda, but that's that doesn't do it for me. Was he like was? Was he voiced by Jonathan Taylor Thomas? He was, yes. The, the kid one. And the, the only reason why, right? Matthew Broderick, too. If, 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 right. Depending if they're into baby Simba or adult Simba. I'm not into Matthew Broderick either. Ooh, I, I, I can get down with that, but not as a lion. I get, you know what? Ferris Bueller was hot. Ferris Bueller's way hot. Yeah, he was hot. I'll give, I'll give him that. <laughs> but no i i hear what you're saying annie i think it was just like as a kid i wanted to be an adult so badly that i just completely skipped over like thinking like people in boy bands were hot or like people my own age were hot and i'm like how do i get with either jessica rabbit or han solo <laughs> and or aladdin and hercules sign me the f up what about you chris what's your answer yeah. Um, I think I briefly mentioned this on the show before. My my answer, when I was a kid, like really young, my first ever crush, I had a big thing for Minnie Mouse. <gasps> Minnie yeah, Mouse! I mentioned this before, and I, I need this. to know why. You know, the why I'm not completely sure. I think maybe because she hugged me at Disneyland and I felt some <laughs> sort of closeness to her from this. Um, <gasps> that's amazing i was so into her though like so i cute. saved up money to join the Minnie mouse fan club and i got a letter back from her and my so <laughs> i had my mom bake a cake for the for my birthday which was an awesome cake i have a picture of this i'll post this on the facebook page which is a mini shape cake and um oh, it it, it brought me so much joy so there, so cute. There's still a little piece of me, like when I go to Disneyland and I see Minnie, that like my heart like will be like, oh. For the record, I wasn't a humans too. Uh, I've also. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I had a mad crush on uh, Princess Jasmine as well for like a long time. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They're just form. They're formative because it's like I, I think cartoons are like sometimes the first things that you see where stuff like that is maybe like lightly lightly implied especially with like like i said i think the jasmine getting trapped in the hourglass thing is like pretty formative for a lot of people yeah um so yeah this is a safe well, space but yeah. I, I just want to i do want to reiterate i don't currently find tunes attractive but <laughs> i feel like i would have to be dead to not look at Jessica Rabbit and feel a thing, even if it's just aesthetic appreciation for like, yay boobs. Well, no, I think I, feel. I mean I think that that's totally normal. I think like um I've said this for a long time. Like culturally, as a society, we treat like sort of women as the physical embodiment of sex and beauty and attraction, right? And like um. It, you know, it's all sort of like informed by the male gaze and like women are not immune to it, right? Like we yeah. are like, hey, that is sex when we look at a body like Jessica Rabbit's and as the haver of big boobs, um, that has sucked for me my entire life because I'm like, I'm actually not walking around like a big <laughs> giant horny beacon just because I have boobs. Like 
I am not I am not hitting on you because my boobs are big. I'm just existing in my body. Mm. Um, That's such a good point. Yeah. And Imagine so I, if they bounced up, Annie. <laughs> I would I I would have I would have offered myself a long time ago. <laughs> Accidentally like, you would offer. No offed woman yourself. can no woman can wield that kind of power and burden. That's terrible, you know? Um no, so I, I think it's super normal you know like i'm uh, pretty straight but like it doesn't mean that i'm not turned on by like women right yeah uh, i just don't want to actually like do it in real life it's just not my you know <laughs> but like i get it calls. i'm like i get why that's hot yeah you know? mm-hmm. uh so that was hypothetical thursday <laughs> let us know <laughs> let us in let us know what cartoon character have you had a crush on or do you think it's weird and you want to pass judgment on other people i guess write us in too hypothetical thursday join it on the fun we uh we have jessica continue to sing this song um we mentioned this a little bit before but she's singing it right to acne during parts of this especially this part where she sings get out of here mm. i i almost can't take this not as some sort of warning that something really bad is going to happen to him Ooh. and she follows that up with give me your money too <laughs> which yeah, um, i think it's all like commentary also like she could be saying anything and no man is listening to the words mm-hmm. yeah. like there she could be speaking gibberish she could be um i don't know telling their darkest secrets to everyone in the club like no one would notice so i do think that she's like i like to think like my my sort of like fantasy interpretation is that that she, this is the only power she has in this situation is to just like kind of take digs at these guys knowing Mm. that they don't really care what she's saying. And so she's free to be like, you're gross. Give me your money and go away. (laughs) Even in the way she interacts with him is like, it's very different than how she interacts with Valiant or the guy on stage. Like she's really dismissive to the guy on the side of the stage because she kicks him. And with, um, with acme like she pinches his cheeks like he's a baby and then she polishes his bald head and so she's like very much like infantilizes and humiliates him but he loves it oh he's there that's his king baby play like that is his (laughs) (laughs) do you think he wears like a diaper when he plays patty cake sometimes also one time i learned way too much about that particular kink and i'm not going to kink shame or anything but that that stuff runs deep there's a lot of like People like to be different ages of babies okay. when they're doing that stuff and they like color coded. So like if you're going to some kind of gathering, you know, like these diaper pins are for this age. These diaper pins are for that age. There's an entire market around it. Really fascinating God stuff. Bless. But God bless. he is, that's definitely <laughs> his, his kink. He's also like, I have, I have it written in a note from the last minute that I didn't talk about, like that he's continuing his creepy, like toddler-esque mannerisms which are so off-putting from what appears to be a 70 year old man but it's 1988 so he might be like 50 i don't know yeah yeah (laughs) that that 1988 50 it was way older (laughs) it was right it was yeah skincare's come a long way all that fresca (laughs) just (laughs) like made people different 
when she does that that polishing of the head that seems very painful like i i <laughs> like like some sort of rug burn is happening up there right he even winces a little bit well yeah she's going really fast <laughs> <laughs> Um, one one trivia about this part that I thought was funny is they hadn't finished the sketches for Jessica Rabbit by the time they were filming this. So they just told Bob Hoskins, like, I want you to imagine the like your ideal like sexual fantasy. And Hoskins says that when he saw how the movie turned out, he's like, everything I imagined was way less risque. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is insane. Oh, I never Hoskins. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's funny. Maybe that's why he's the only one who's not coming off like a complete <laughs> creepster. Because mm-hmm. he just can't, he can't even fathom. Can't <laughs> just fathom. imagining like a really beautiful, charming lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty sweet, actually. That's nice. <laughs> I love Bob Hoskins. I hope he's not. I don't know anything about him as a person, but he's I just... no longer with us. Why? Well, I, I I didn't know that. <laughs> I, didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. But like, I hope he's unproblematic. Like, I can't. Like, seems like. Yeah, he seems he seems unproblematic. He but seems good. And if he's done anything bad, let's just let's just keep it silent. Let's just <laughs> let's just not know on that one. Yeah. Uh, I it, something that I really focused on i think in this minute probably because like um i was no longer shocked by the boobs uh is the the light that they animated in this is just incredible her dress is sheer it's sparkly like i draw poorly um but i understand like some mechanics of you know drawing and painting and all that stuff and like how they made her dress sparkle the way that it is and be transparent and the like Vaseline lens glow they put around her is just crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty amazing. But, and that hat thing she does too with Eddie, like I can't imagine how complicated that must be. Oh my gosh. You're right. Wow. Like She takes it off, puts it like right in his face. I wonder what Bob Hoskins did think was happening during that moment. (laughs) I I think he knew what was happening. He just did not know from whom it was happening, I guess, or or from whence it came. Do you think he he thought she was a rabbit at this point? Holy cow, maybe? (laughs) Who knows? He knows she's not a rabbit. I do feel like there is something that we're not quite talking about, about, like, why are rabbits why do they have so many ties to like sexual things because if you think of like the playboy bunnies they're not like another animal they're like women with bunny ears Mm -hmm. Um, oh because um because rabbits are extremely reproductively prolific it's like they hump like rabbits oh you're right oh i'm silly you're right (laughs) that's why it's not a big mystery but i but the sad part is like that's just because they're like prey and like they lose a lot of babies oh, oh no well, that, there's there's the dark like, side it's of for it. a very not sexy <laughs> reason that they do this it's oh. just to like survive but yeah oh that's so fascinating i did not even did not even cross my little mind although the, that you. does make it a little weirder that they're like so like sexualized then because then it like is it's kind of uh, presuming the thought that men are looking at the Playboy bunnies and being like, ooh, I want to reproduce a lot of offspring with her. 
In case they get eaten by a hawk. Oh, yeah. Again, cancel birds. Cancel birds. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have anything else for this minute? I mean, um, I... Obviously, Jessica's entire, like, aesthetic is very formative for a lot of us in a lot of ways. Uh, One thing that I would like to call out... um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to body shame her, even as a tune. Um, but her eyebrows, uh, which I I understand the reference. I get it. Uh, they ruined a lot of lives in the nineties. They sure okay? did. Um, they have my, blood on their myself hands. included. Yeah, yeah. There are wow. there are photos of my me that uh, I can't show anyone to this. <laughs> to this day and you know they would be decent photos otherwise so those were maybe some of my some of my i was in my i was young i was in best shape yeah. of my life and um and because of the eyebrows uh they're not usable photos they're not oh, photos that someone's right. gonna you know grandkids are gonna put up in their house and say, like look at how hot my grandma was when she was 18 so because i had those eyebrows and we all did yeah well yeah. unless you were like me and too ethnic and swarthy to to have that happen to you um but i desperately wanted eyebrows that looked like that Um, worthy yeah you know you can try to take hair off of my face and the hair will laugh at you and be like not not today and just like have a you you should think you should think that hair thank i do Every day um, I do. I had to use a lot of Latisse to get my eyebrows back. Oh no! Well, it worked. Your eyebrows look great, so it worked. Thank you. But Shout yes, out Latisse. Was, uh, yeah, that stuff works, man. Well, I uh, didn't have eyebrow issues, but I am a fan of them. So, um. <laughs> Chris Blair, a fan of boobs and eyebrows. You heard <laughs> yeah. it here first. On on the record, now she also just like her her body is just basically a Kardashian, right? Especially in the iteration of the Kardashians that we see now. Yes. Well, yeah, it's taken, I mean, it's taken, however, 30 years, almost 30 years, 25 years to for technology to catch up to where humans Truly. could have this body, but but it exists now, or close to it. Yeah, mm. I think this is what the kids call a BBL, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Though I did look, I was kind of wondering when I was like in my Betty Boop versus um, Jessica Rabbit thing, I was like, I bet those motherfuckers would animate her if she was wearing like a bathing suit or something they would animate her with a thigh gap i just bet oh, those body shaming motherfuckers and they didn't yeah so she yeah. she doesn't have a thigh gap so i guess one win for <laughs> body positivity is jessica rabbit you know well they, they debated it right they were like should we give her a thigh gap it. or should we make it so that she basically doesn't have a nose and they were like you know what ladies don't need noses <laughs> And they exactly. they let her keep her thighs, but yeah. but the nose at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, who's your MVP for the minute? Um, I, you know, the, I struggled with this one because it is it is just a it's another like Jessica minute, right? It's a continuation of the of the last minute. So I I it's either gonna be it's gonna be a a movie magic MVP. So it's either gonna be the the animation of like the light or the hat uh because i think you know both of those are doing a lot of the work that wasn't established in the last minute but i'm really you know it's tough i think it's probably i think it would be the hat right because then you get the interaction between jesse or jessica and uh and eddie 
that's their couple name jetty jetty yeah. <laughs> i prefer uh essica but it's thank you for joining us again molly uh do you think you could come back friday one more time absolutely i will yes <laughs> i am looking forward to it so we have been who analyzed roger rabbit we are a Dueling Genre production. Go check out a whole bunch of their podcasts, a whole bunch more Movies by Minutes one on DuelingGenre.com. Click on the link to support and go to the Patreon page. And we will see you on Friday for Minute 21 of Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. <laughs>